0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod here, and I am alone this morning. No Chris with us today for this episode, but that doesn't mean that the news goes away. We always have news to give you uh, on these Friday mornings. But before we get into any kind of intro or anything like that, let's get into the weather like we always do. So in Los Angeles, California... Expect some showers today with a high of 68 and a clear weekend ahead. In Houston, Texas, expect clear skies with a high of 89 degrees and a partly cloudy weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, there'll be some showers today with a high of 72 uh, with a mostly cloudy weekend. And in New York City, expect partly cloudy skies today with a high of 76 degrees And showers moving in towards the end of the weekend well honestly there's not a whole lot I can say Um, you know typically I'd ask Chris uh, what he's been up to because honestly he always has the best stories I feel and I gotta say um, I'm I'm sure a lot of you would agree (laughs) he's definitely got a lot of the the you know eventful stories here and truth be told this week's been very quiet um you know ever since monday there's not a whole lot to say and not not a whole lot to update you guys with um it's been a lot of just working on schoolwork, a lot of um behind the scenes work for the podcast and you know just kind of a typical quiet week but honestly i don't have a lot of problems with that i really don't um because eventful we- I mean eventful weeks can be fun, don't get me wrong, like there can definitely be some eventful weeks and eventful days that are an absolute blast, but at the same time, I'm coming to realize that like as I get further and further into the semester here, I just want things to be relaxed, I want things to be you know just flowing smoothly, flowing calmly. I don't want anything crazy going on um I just want to relax when I get the chance. And that's pretty much what this week has been. Um, Not a whole lot of craziness, not a whole lot of issue. Um, Tuesday was very nice. I got to visit with my great-grandma, who I hadn't gotten to really visit with in so long since before uh, COVID-19 hit us. So that was a lot of fun. And then Wednesday, I got my hair cut for the first time since June. So, you know, fun little, you know, fun little events. Tuesday, definitely the best day of my week. Um, and just overall, things have been really, really good. But beyond that, I don't really have much to say. Like I said, hasn't been all that crazy in terms of um, my life outside of here. But there have definitely been plenty of things going on in the news. So let's jump right in. So we have some news and some updates about the debt ceiling situation. Uh, There's some good news and bad news when it comes to the debt ceiling. The good news is that the Senate Democrats and Republicans have reached a deal to raise the debt ceiling until December of this year and this is by a total of $480 billion. The cloture vote in the Senate was 61 to 38. The bad news here is that it still needs to pass through the House, and then it needs to be signed by President Biden, and this is all happening as we are getting closer to the October 18th deadline. Not to mention, even if this deal does go through, we will all have to go through this fight yet again. If the deal continues to move forward on its current path and the Republicans and Democrats pass it, it only raises the debt ceiling until December, or in other words, in two months. What happened was Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said Republicans will not discuss the debt ceiling at all until Thursday. They came to the table with two ideas, and that is the one Democrats accepted. If this deal does go through, it'll feel like deja vu all over again. Not only will we be dealing with the debt ceiling again, we will also have to deal with the continuing resolution that runs out on December 3rd. Uh, That is if a spending bill isn't passed. But now we move into some talk about flu. We're heading into flu season now, and there are some things that you might want to be aware of. Last year, the number of flu cases was very low. Uh, This is being attributed to the masking and physical distancing done to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And while this was good for us last year, many experts are worried about what will happen now that a lot of those preventive measures have decreased. Many health experts are saying that due to the low number of cases last year, we could be seeing a very intense and severe flu season this year. The CDC is recommending flu shots for anyone six months or older, and CDC Director Dr. Lewinsky said on Wednesday that it is perfectly safe to get your COVID-19 vaccine and your flu vaccine at the same time and strongly encourages that people do so. The CDC will be launching weekly reports online starting on October 15th that will give data such as flu hospitalizations, deaths, and general cases. But sticking with the theme of vaccines and COVID-19, it is no longer a single Johnson & Johnson dose. Johnson & Johnson has officially applied for authorization uh, for use of a booster shot. The COVID-19 vaccine from Johnson & Johnson is an emergency use authorization for those ages 18 and older. The company submitted its paperwork showing the booster is administered at least six months after the initial shot. And antibody protection is at nine-fold before the shot and increases to 12-fold after the booster. Of course... This info needs to be approved and studied by the FDA before any decision is made. The FDA's panel is meeting later this month. Uh, They will be discussing the authorization of Johnson & Johnson's booster under emergency use authorization, but they will also be meeting to discuss whether or not to move forward on talks about the Moderna booster shot. The panel is also expected to discuss if you can mix and match vaccine brands when it comes to different boosters. Once the FDA panel makes its recommendation, the FDA either approves it or not, and then it goes to the CDC. And now talking a little bit about Pfizer. In the next couple of weeks, 28 million young kids may be able to get the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. That is because Pfizer announced on Thursday morning it has officially submitted its request for emergency use authorization for use of its vaccine in kids ages 5 to 11. This shot would give about a third of the size of the shot that adults receive. The FDA will review the data and submit it for a recommendation like i just told you the panel the fda panel will be meeting later this month and this item has been added to their agenda for discussion as well and these advisory panels will be open for public viewing continuing on with the talk about COVID 19 treatments uh, at the beginning of the month, the company known as Merck announced that they would be asking for FDA approval for a new antiviral drug meant to fight against COVID-19. This new drug is known as Molnupiravir. It went through a study consisting of 1,500 people, half of them receiving the drug and half of them acting as a placebo group. The study shows that the drug cuts chances of hospitalization and death by 50%, with 14% uh, of the placebo participants being hospitalized and only 7% of the treated group being hospitalized. Beyond that, there were 8 deaths in the placebo group while there were 0 deaths in the treated group. The study was halted by an independent data monitoring and safety committee due to the favorable results. There is no set date yet for when the FDA will take a look at molnupiravir, uh, but the government has expressed their interest in procuring the drug in the hopes that it can be another weapon against COVID-19. Moving away from COVID-19 and the flu and all health topics, we get into student loans. More than 550,000 people who are qualifying public servants with federal student loans could have them forgiven. The Department of Education announced the public service forgiveness this week. This is actually nothing new. It has been around since 2007. It eliminates debt to people in the public sector like teachers, nurses, police officers, and firefighters. Uh, To qualify, you must have worked in one of these fields full time and must have made a minimum of 120 payments on your federal student loans. The whole idea was if you got your college education and go get a lucrative job in the private sector and instead took your skills to the public sector, the federal government would forgive your loan for your years of service. But it hasn't been the easiest. Borrowers have been complaining for years about this program, saying it is really hard to navigate. And the Department of Education admitted that only a few thousand borrowers have ever qualified. This announcement says that this week's revision uh, will take effect within the next few months and it will make it available for more people. The Department of Education is estimating that 22,000 people are eligible to have their loans discharged. Another 27,000 borrowers only need to verify their employment to have their loan forgiven. If you think you fall into this public sector category, you need to get on this right now. You can go to studentaid.gov PSLF. Or click the link in the show notes. We have some news about the Supreme Court as they are back in session. This is the first time in over a year that the justices are back on the bench in person. In case you haven't heard, this session is going to be in the news a lot. Uh, This is because the court is going to be taking on some major cases. Like gun rights, liberty rights, and abortion rights. Among many others as well. The case that everyone is talking about will begin on December 1st. The justices will hear a Mississippi case that could directly impact the ruling of Roe v. Wade. Almost 50 years ago, Roe v. Wade made abortion legal across the country. But this Mississippi case directly challenges abortions by trying to make them illegal after 15 weeks. There will also be a case that pertains to gun permits uh, to carry firearms. Maine is also on the docket for whether it can stop uh, state tuition programs from being used to send kids to religious schools. Just because the justices will hear these cases, that does not mean that we will get their rulings and their decisions in the months that the cases are scheduled for. Generally, justices unveil their decisions the summer after. Now we have some news about a school shooting. This took place on Wednesday. There was a shooting at Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas. Police say the shooting took place in a classroom where a physical fight had broken out. Four people were injured in the shooting and three were sent to the hospital. Uh, These were a 15-year-old boy with multiple gunshot wounds and he was listed as being in critical condition. A 25-year-old man had multiple gunshot wounds but was listed as being in good condition. And a teenage girl was grazed by a bullet and was released later that night. All three of these hospitalized victims are expected to survive. 18-year-old Timothy George Simpkins turned himself in as the shooter later on Saturday afternoon. Hey guys, just a quick editor's note here. I messed up a little bit. I said the shooter turned himself in on Saturday afternoon. I meant Wednesday afternoon. Just a little mistake on my part. Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. Just wanted to clear that up. He will be charged with three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. His bond was set at $75,000, which was paid by Thursday, and he was released. A gun was recovered from a street a couple miles from the school. Uh, It is a forty-five caliber handgun and is believed to be the weapon from the shooting. However, this has not been confirmed and more testing needs to be done by the ATF to confirm this. The Simpkins family is asking for forgiveness and they say that Timothy was protecting himself when he pulled the firearm. Now we get into some rapid news. President Biden and the president of China have agreed to hold a virtual meeting by the end of this year. And Tesla headquarters has officially announced their movement from California to Austin, Texas. And now it's time for some good news. And this story honestly just touches my heart. So, in Oklahoma, there was a family, they're known as the Barron family, and they had an 8-year-old boy by the name of Keaton. Now, unfortunately, Keaton passed away in 2018 from acute lymphoblastic leukemia, but his family didn't let his legacy stop there. They started what they were calling the K-Club. This was actually really started by Keaton while he was in the hospital. And the K-Club's main goal is basically to help children fighting cancer as well as their families. Uh, Beyond that, though, they have done random deeds, you know, random acts of kindness, such as collecting supplies for a pregnancy resource center and bringing hygiene packs for those struggling with homelessness. Um, They also do fundraisers to raise money for cancer treatments. But Keaton actually wrote the club's mission statement uh, while he was in the hospital. And he said that the mission for the club is to be kind to others, be courageous, compassionate, and caring. And that is exactly what this family has been doing. It is made up of Luke and Holly, who were Keaton's parents. And seven year old Reed, five year old Holton, and two year old Conley Keaton's siblings. So this family took the tragic loss of their son and their and their sibling and turned it into a way to help others. Um You know, by raising money for cancer research and for cancer treatments. And by, you know, delivering the supplies for the pregnancy center. Delivering the hygiene packs for those who are struggling with homelessness. And and there's a lot more. There's more um, that they do beyond these things. And they're just trying to do anything they can to really, you know, just help someone. They know what it's like to go through tragedy they know what it's like to lose uh, a family member and you can tell through their mission and through uh everything they've done thus far that they're just trying to help anyone uh, they can from going through that same pain and that's just a truly touching story in my eyes But that is the end of this Friday morning episode. We will be back on Monday for a roundup of the weekend's news. And then on Wednesday, we will have our dumb law episode. But in the meantime, go give us a follow on Twitter where we are giving all the breaking headlines, all the latest news. Don't miss it. Go give us a follow. Also give us a follow on our personal accounts where we talk about anything and everything. You'll see random little conversations from us random thoughts and it's always a good time so don't miss out. Also check out our articles on Medium where we talk about uh different news topics that don't come onto the podcast, you know, it's all different information, uh all different stories, all different uh pieces of info that you don't want to miss. So check those out. All of those links are in the show notes. But that is it from me you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend and we will see you back here on Monday morning. Bye.